welcome to another episode of the Bumper to Bumper Plates podcast. I'm Rob Veltri, and this is the fitness podcast where I talk about one topic while sitting in my car in traffic on my drive home from work. Get it again, a lovely day on the Belt Parkway, and I'm not moving, so that means it's time for me to get started and start talking. Today's episode, I'm going to talk about the neutral spine and what that means. Okay, so what I, what basically, if you are listening to a coach or a trainer explain how to do a certain exercise, uh, odds are you're going to hear them throw out the term neutral spine, which some people I think misunderstand and some people misinterpret. So I'm going to talk about what exactly it is, why is it important, what is you know what does it matter, does, do you even need to know about it, and kind of go from there. So again, a lot of the times you might hear a coach or a trainer or somebody say, when you do this exercise, you need to lift with a neutral spine, okay? If you're deadlifting or if you're squatting, you need to be lifting with a neutral spine. Now, sometimes that's true, or usually that's true, but it it depends. But again, why, some people misconstrue what exactly it means to have a neutral spine and why it, and you know, how it affects different exercises. Because there are certain exercises where you don't need to lift with a neutral spine, and it's probably better for you not to. All right, so again, let's get into that. So what exactly does that mean? What is a neutral spine? Well, to, I guess to put it simply, our spine is not straight. Our, our vertebrae, our spine does not go straight up and down. Okay, there are curves to the spine. So when we talk about having a neutral spine, that pretty much means all the curves of, of the spine are in their natural position, right? They're in their natural curve. Okay, so again, it's not a totally straight back or not a totally flat back. Okay, sometimes, again, you might hear people interchange the term flat back and neutral spine. It's not the same thing. Okay, a flat back is not a neutral position for our spine. It's not a natural position for our spine. It's a position that you have to try to force yourself to get into. And yes, there are some times where you need to be lifting with a flat back also. And again, we'll get into that. But just keep that in mind that when we talk about a neutral spine, we're not talking about keeping your back straight and flat. Okay, we are just talking about keeping our spine in its natural, normal alignment and the curving, uh, the curvature of the spine stays in their natural positioning. Okay, so basically the, the... I'm going to talk about the spine and you know their curves and if you know all this awesome but if not hopefully this helps but we're talking about when we talk about the spine and the natural curves of the spine um it's kind of shaped in the in the letter of an s almost so if you're looking at the spine from the side if you're looking at somebody from the side a side view left or right doesn't really matter um there are we're going to talk about three different types of curves there are more than that but we're going to talk about three right the first one or uh, section of the, lo- of the vertebrae, rather. The first one we have is our cervical vertebrae, cervical spine, right? C-spine, all right? That's the, our, our neck for the most part, our neck going down all the way to our upper back, okay? Now, the curve of the cervical spine uh, is curved slightly inward, okay? Again, if you're looking at a person from the side, curving slightly inward means towards the front of the body, okay? So it's going to be kind of like a, a, a backward C almost, Okay. Now that backward C, and again, it's not—it's a slight curve. It's not a huge curve. It's—it's a, it's a slight curve. But if you—if you look at it, you can see it's not straight, and it is curved that way. So again, it's kind of like a backward C. That's generally known as a lordotic curve. Okay, when the spine goes in that way. All right. So I want you to think about like if you take your chin and you push your chin as far forward as possible, you're kind of exaggerating that curve a little bit. Okay. If you're pushing that chin out, and if you take your chin and tuck it and try to pull it in towards your neck, okay, you're kind of going against that curve and, and straightening out uh, the cervical spine a little bit, okay? So that's kind of um, 
the different ways you can move that spine around. Right? Is, and that's if obviously going forward and backwards. We're not talking about rotating right now, just kind of uh, talking about bending the spine forward and backwards. Obviously, you can turn your head side to side and rotate it, and that'll change the way we do it as well, but we're just talking specifically about the curves of the spine right now. All right, so that's our cervical vertebrae. Next up, we got our thoracic vertebrae, our T-spine. Okay, thoracic vertebrae is you know from the mid back up towards the top, the upper back, okay, in that area there. Now that is kind of the opposite curve of the cervical spine. Okay, that curves outward. Again, if you're looking at the side of the body, it's curving outward towards the back. Okay, almost in like a regular C shape. Now again, this is if you're looking from the side. Uh, that's generally known as, as a kyphotic curve. All right, but again, it's only it should only be slight. Okay, a slight curve. Okay, excess kyphosis or an excess kyphotic curve tends to look like a um, like a hunchback almost right and I'm sure you can picture that somebody who maybe is constantly looks like they're slouching or they you know constantly look like they have a huge arch on their back they might have a little excess kyphotic curve there which is not necessarily a bad thing right away it might affect the way you move or it'll definitely affect the way you move um, and there are ways that you can lift with it and there are ways that you could try to correct it a little bit but Overall, we're just talking about, again, the curve here. So if you think about taking your shoulders and kind of pulling them far back and sticking your chest outward, that's going to go kind of against that thoracic curve, that normal thoracic curve, and it'll give you more of the flat back that people always tell you to lift with. That's putting your upper back into an extended position. It's going into extension. If you pull those shoulders back and puff your chest out. Now, the other way around, if you pull your shoulders forward and kind of let your chest cave in and your slouch a little bit, that will accentuate that curve that'll exaggerate that curve a little bit so again if you want if you're talking about moving that spine throughout those curves so again when we talk about the t-spine its natural curve is that outward rounding uh, c-shape that's its natural position okay it's, it's supposed to look like that you are not supposed to have a flat upper back like that again you can make it look flat by pulling those shoulders back and, and t generally puffing your chest out which a lot of the times that's how people teach you know, your back positioning when doing certain exercises. And sometimes that's okay, but other times it's not. So that's what we're gonna clarify up today. But again, that's our T-spine and that's the way it's shaped and that's the way it should look most of the time, okay? So moving downward again, we're going down towards the lumbar spine, okay? Which is our lower back. Um, the That is gonna curve kind of the same way as the cervical spine, where it's gonna curve inward almost, like the backward C again, um, which again is more of a lordotic curve. Okay, so it's gonna kind of mimic the same curve as the cervical spine. The only difference is the vertebrae is a little bit bigger and it's a little bit longer in that section than it is up in the neck. Um, now, again, if you are thinking about like the uh, Instagram chicks who post those pictures of like themselves sticking their butts out, uh, a lot of the times it can just be an, an excess lordotic curve, right? They might, they, they try to, you can do that. And yes, uh, from certain angles, it will make your butt look bigger. So there's a little hack to make your butt look bigger. If you want to put a, post a picture of your butt to show everybody how big it, it is and how, and all the process, all the progress you made on it. Um, if you just, you know, excess, push that curve a little bit more and push that butt out a little bit more and go into a more of an excess lordotic curve. Yeah, it's going to make your butt look bigger. And then on the other way around, again, if you kind of squeeze your butt and kind of tuck your hips underneath the rest of your spine and ribs, it's going to kind of do the opposite. It's going to push your butt inward. It's going to make it look smaller. But again, it's kind of going against the natural curve of the uh, spine. So when we talk about like a butt wink almost, that's kind of what the butt does towards the bottom. People will then exaggerate that by really forcing a butt wink. Um, but we'll get into that in a second. So again, just keep in mind that these positions are the natural position of the spine. So when you are standing straight up, 
that's kind of what it should look like. You should have a little bit of a rounding in the upper back. Okay, you should have a, a little bit of an opposite rounding towards the lower back. Again, there are definitely people that have excess curves in those sections, and it's not always a bad thing. All right, a lot of professional athletes might have a, a excess uh, thoracic curve, and that's very possible, especially if you look at like swimmers and other types of athletes that need a lot of shoulder mobility. You might see that they are like that. Um, you might notice with a lot of uh, basketball players or sprinters or things like that, they also might have a little bit of excess lordotic curve around the lower back. But that's, again, not a rule. That's just kind of a general trend. Anyway, so when we do this, when we talk about doing it with lifting, all right, there are certain times where we want to have a neutral spine where we keep everything in that position. And then there are other times where we do want to be a little bit more extended with a flat back and, and force ourselves into a more extended upper back position. Okay, there are differences there. All right, so when we talk about let's just let's use like deadlifting for an example as an example because one of my favorite things is when you watch a video of somebody deadlifting heavy, um, most of the time you're going to see that arch in their upper back. You're going to see a rounding in their upper back because that is its normal position, right? If you try to force yourself to deadlift with an extended back, right? You puff your chest out and pull your shoulders back and try to hold that position the whole time. Odds are you're not going to be able to do that because you're forcing your spine into a position that's not its normal or natural positioning. So it's going to have the, you're going to probably have the most strength with a little bit of a curve in that upper back. So when you watch somebody deadlift heavy, especially like really strong people, men and women, if you watch them deadlift heavy weight, they're going to have that rounding in their upper back. It's completely normal, okay? Now obviously, it shouldn't be excessive, right? It shouldn't look like a dog pooping, if, if you can picture that, you know, you know what I'm talking about. It shouldn't be that excessive because then they're going to lose a lot of power and they're going to lose a lot of their uh, strength in their pull, but you are going to see a little bit of the rounding in the upper back, and that's totally normal. Um, my, one of my favorite things is, is when I see a video like that, I cannot help myself. This is a problem. This is a me problem, but I'm, <laughs> but I'm explaining it to you. I want to share my, my, my me problem with you. When I see a video like that, I cannot help myself. I have to go to the comment section, and I have to see all the dumb people in the comment section who are trashing the person's technique and saying that they're going to hurt their back. Again, those people probably not strong enough to ever pull a weight where they might have to keep themselves in a neutral spine. So what I mean by that is when you start to lift, when you start to lift weights, odds are you're going to try to force yourself into that flat back extended position because you've been told to do that because you've been told if your back curves, you're going to hurt yourself. Again, that's not true. I've talked about that in the past. So when people start to deadlift, that's my, that might be what they do. All right. And then they think, oh, if your back curves a little bit, you're going to hurt yourself. I can't do that. But in reality, when you get to a certain weight and you actually start to really challenge yourself with certain weight and start to lift relatively heavy for you, that's what's going to happen. Again, literally look at any power lifter, like a strong man, whatever it is, male or female, doesn't matter. Watch how they deadlift. I guarantee you that round, that upper back is going to be rounded. And you know what? They don't hurt the back. their backs doing that because, again, that is the natural shape of the upper back. Okay. Again, this is the upper back. That's what we're talking about because a lot of the times that's what people focus on and that's when they say RIP back or Snap City or whatever it is, whatever dumb comment they want to make on that video to make it seem like they know more than the person who's lifting probably twice or even three times as much as they can lift. All right, so keeping that in mind, it's not always a thing. Same thing with squatting, right? Um, a lot of the times, depending on what type of squat you're doing, if you're doing like a front squat, if you watch somebody do a front squat, a goblet squat, any squat where it's loaded in front of you, you're going to see the same thing. There's going to be a little bit of a rounding in the upper back because, again, that's its natural position. That's the position that your spine wants to be in when lifting heavy. 
If you look at somebody back squatting, it might be a little bit different because they might have to pull their shoulders back to get the bar into a comfortable position to keep the bar above their kind of center of gravity because if they allow their shoulders, if they allow their chest to kind of come forward and that curve, that curve of the upper back to happen a little more exaggerated, then that might throw the weight forward and that might throw them off their squat and they might not be able to lift it. So again, there are different reasons by it. I think the best example, or before I get into that is, also if we talk about Olympic lifting, um, you know, the, cla the, the clean and jerk and the snatch, okay? That's a good example of lifting where you really kind of want to have a more flat back, all right? And the reason for that is not because of injury-related purposes, but again, if you have ever cleaned or snatched or anything like that, you know that if you keep your back in that extended, tight, flat position, um, it allows you to pull the bar a little bit closer to yourself and, allow, and it makes for a more efficient pull, all right? So it allows you to do the movement a little bit more efficiently, whereas if you are rounding, that's more uh, for the bar to pull to get to your hips so that you can extend and, and catch the bar either on your shoulders or overhead. But my point is, with those movements, then yeah, you want the flatter back. So it's not always black and white. You can't always say you want a neutral spine or you want a totally flat back. There are, it really depends on the, the task, the movement, okay? So a good example of that is, in my opinion, RDLs versus deadlifts. Okay, so we talked about RDLs in the past. That is when you are holding a weight, you, maybe you pull it out of a rack or you're holding dumbbells and you push your butt back. You try to keep your legs not fully straight, but like slight, a slight, slight bend in the knees, bring the bar and the, and the R or the dumbbells down to like mid shin and then you stand it back up where the bar does not go all the way to the ground, okay? That's an RDL. Versus a deadlift, the bar starts on the ground and you, you know, bend at the waist, bend at the knees a little bit, pick the bar up and put it back down on the ground. The difference there is with a deadlift, I think you want a more uh, neutral spine. You want that little bit of a curve to be there. Again, it's gonna be a more efficient, or it's gonna be a stronger pull for you in the deadlift versus the RDL, which is more of a focus on the glutes and hamstrings, okay? Or it should be more of a focus on the glutes and hamstrings. You should try to get more of a flat back there because when you do that, you are then using more of your glutes and hamstrings and you are stressing those muscles more, which is the goal of the exercise, okay? Whereas if you allow that round in the upper back, again, the neutral position, you might start using more of your erectors, which again, is gonna take away from the muscle that you're trying to uh, target in the exercise. So again, there is there there are differences. You cannot just do one posture for every single lift. That's not how it works, okay? Um, and same thing with like rowing, okay? Like if you're rowing a dumbbell or rowing barbells, same thing, you, want, you don't wanna be stuck in that extended flat back position. Okay, because then your shoulder blades aren't really gonna move much. And if your shoulder blades aren't moving much, then the, the lats are not working as much as they could and the shoulder's not moving as much as they could. So when we talk about rowing, we want that bigger range of motion. We wanna be able to reach out and allow that shoulder blade to come forward and then row back in and kind of pull those elbows into you and pull that shoulder blade back. That's an important thing when it comes to rowing. All right, so again, if somebody is telling you that you need a flat back or a neutral spine, just understand that there's a difference between the two, the, the neutral spine, has the curves, right? The natural curves of the body and the flat back or the straight back people. Um, again, that's more of chest out and trying to straighten out the spine a little bit more. So there is a difference there. And sometimes people will, will tell you to do certain things and they don't understand why you're doing it. So understand why you're gonna, why you need to do each one. And then you can kind of go from there. So wrapping all this up here, um, neutral spine, flat back, two, two different things, understand the two of them. They are both useful for certain exercises. It depends on what it is. Neither of them are safer or more dangerous than the other, okay? It's just two different postures that you're gonna have when you're lifting. Having said that, 
ignore ignore all social media comment uh, sections, especially on lifting videos. Most of those people don't know what they're talking about, and they just sound stupid most of the time. So having said that, we're going to wrap this up. Uh, I have made it, wow, I made it pretty far today. I made it 2.2 miles. Oh, I guess I didn't realize. This episode went on for about a minute longer than usual, so I guess it... Uh, it went out a little longer. So 2.2 miles, that's pretty good today. I guess the traffic is not as bad as I once thought. But anyway, having said that, um, thanks for listening, guys, and I will see you next week.